Hello and welcome to the Behavioral Business Blueprint, a show where we're going to dive into the various businesses that focus on behavioral health. Are you ready for the blueprint to get your applied behavioral analysis business off the ground? In the past, I have owned an ABA business in the Florida area. If you know anything about insurance and dealing with anything behavioral health related, then you know, yes, it is a large revenue generator. So in this episode, we're going to dive into how to build that seven-figure ABA business. Starting out, the first thing you have to know to build this seven-figure ABA business, mindset is everything. Now, you're going to listen to this and you're going to avoid some pitfalls that I had But the most important thing to be successful is your mindset because it's not going to be easy. But if you're consistent, you're going to hit that seven-figure mark before you know it. So once you have this new mindset, you need to get a coach or mentor. You might actually go get that coach or mentor first, then have the mindset. For me, um, I got a coach. And this coach, you know, taught me about mindset and it's been a game changer. And at minimum, if you're not going to get this coach, if you just want to do things on your own, and which I would not tell anybody to do, at least get you a tribe of people that are on the same path as you. Or maybe they're just a few steps ahead of you, somebody that you can really talk to and you guys can just get some feedback off of each other. Now. After you have this coach, or at least this mindset, let me give you some basic things that you need to do. I'm assuming uh, that you already have your business as LLC or S Corp or whatever. You know, talk to a tax person or your attorney to figure out what you need to um, register your business as. But what you need to do next is get a business in a digital fax number. And I say a digital fax number because you can work remotely anywhere, especially in the beginning days of the business. Let's just say you take a trip and you get a, you get a fax in. You don't want to have it necessarily go to your fax at your home or your office and you can't see what it is. Unless you already have you know people set up, you have the funds to hire somebody to do that. But a digital fax, you can just log in anywhere and read the fax. You can send fax. We'll go into it a little bit deeper about, you know, just sending random facts to get clients to um, at various doctor's offices. Once you do that, you need to purchase insurance. Let me repeat that. You need to purchase insurance. Do not try to operate a business and you don't have insurance. And honestly, unless you're going to go this private pay route, most insurances require that you have a certain amount of insurance. Just so important to remember, things will happen and you rather have it than not have it. Trust me. (laughs) So after you've done, you know, that, our next step, if you're not a BCBA, because yes, there are plenty of people out here that are not BCBAs that own AB businesses. Does, does it matter 
Not really. I mean, there's plenty of people that own businesses and they don't necessarily have that credential for that business, but they're smart and they hire the right people. And you're going to need a BCBA. That's a guarantee. You will need a BCBA, especially if you're going to credential with these insurances. So when it comes to finding that BCBA, I would say, unless it's you yourself that's going to be the BCBA, I am a board certified behavior analyst myself. So I was able to just move forward and have to worry about looking for one. But if you have to look for one, I would say this, money isn't everything. Get creative with hiring. You know, some things that I've seen out there and some things I wish I would have done was give some equity share. You have to understand, you know, you want to be in this for the long run. You're not just trying to get a quick dollar. You want to get some buy-in from your BCBA because your BCBA is going to be your bloodline. You're going to need them. And you want to attract and keep your analysts. So a way to do that, and this is just one way I'm giving, is to give some equity share, whether it be a small percentage or a higher percentage. Um, just think about that. Our next step, credential with various payers or insurances. And that's why I said you need to get that BCBA first, because if you're not a BCBA yourself, you're going to have to have one on the file that you're applying for. You know, and let me tell you this. Is it cool and very noble to do the credentialing yourself? Yes, it is. But don't do it. I did it, and it was a headache. And to be honest, I actually paid somebody. I didn't do my due diligence on them, and I got burnt. But I would say a good credentialer somebody that's credentialing you with these various insurance, they're going to have a track record. They'll be able to tell you the different companies to call to get a reference. Just call, get a reference, pay them. Save yourself the headache. You need to be focusing on other things. I'm telling you to do this now instead of later. Some people are going to say, but I did it myself. That's great. Nothing comes from that other than, yes, you know how to do it, but how much time did you spend doing that? And I'll say, you know, success loves speed. Again, success loves speed. Hire the person that can get this done quick. Another thing you want to look at, you know, are different scholarships for kids. Of course, I'm in Florida and we have a scholarship for kids with special needs. And you can become a provider for that scholarship. And again, you have to be a BCBA. But when you're dealing on the private side of things, you don't have to provide as much paperwork as insurances are going to require. And it's also another revenue stream. And there are a lot of parents out here that could care less about doing insurance. If you can help their child, they will have the money or they will find the money for you to come. So just look at that. Each state is different. Um, I'm not going to say that every state out there has this type of scholarship. So once you have that first insurance or you have that first contract with your state, um, celebrate that milestone. I mean, really, we're going to go and clap it up, pat yourself on the back, because now the real work happens. The first thing you're going to do once you have that first insurance and you're so excited 
you're going to find your first clients. When I owned my ABA business, uh, I had a particular mission to help kids in foster care. So for me, I went to the different agencies that dealt with foster care over time. I, you know, sent text messages to old caseworkers. And let me tell you, it's hard to get uh, some caseworkers on the phone, but I would send the messages out. I was sending emails and I was just saying, hey, you know, I would love just to come talk about what I'm doing. Is there a time that I could come and talk to your group? And for me, I would say, hey, I'll provide breakfast, you know, anything just to get in front of them because I know that is a huge referral source right there. So anything I can do to, you know, kind of pair myself and, you know, want people to send referrals to me, I'm going to do. And I know that food, at least for some people, maybe it's just me, and that's that's the way to their heart. You know, if you're going to be talking to them, at least provide some food for them. <laughs> but, you know, I became very heavily involved with those agencies. Um, and they reach out to this day, and I refer them to, you know, the current operator of the business. But some other things that you're going to do to get these clients, man, go on these Facebook groups. There are a lot of parent Facebook groups. And here's the trick to them. You're not going to go on there and be all salesy and tell people, oh, I have this company, you know, reach out. No, you're going to get kicked out the group. Nobody wants to hear that. So the secret sauce, you're going to get on these groups and you're just going to answer questions. That's all you're going to do. I guarantee you do that for a week or two. Somebody's going to ask a question about ABA or something. Then you can, you know, reply and you know, tell them about you. But just, just give the information. I promise you, man, giving out that free information of different things to help the families, man, that makes a big difference in asking your credibility. And doesn't make it seem like, hey, I'm on here just to tell you about my ABA business. And for me, I knew that clients would come. And I said, if I can just give away this information, whatever they're asking about, maybe it's not even about ABA, maybe it's about PT, OT, or maybe it's a question about um, IEPs, which are um, individualized education plans. Just give that information, man. The clients will come. So, the next thing that you're going to do, you're going to find your first RBT. Once you have that client, and this is how I did it. Now, especially if you're starting off. Now, if you're some big company, then you can do find your first client RBT simultaneously. <laughs> but for me, I would get the first client um, because I knew it was going to take a couple of weeks, you know, dealing with insurance to get them credentialed. And that gave me enough time to find the RBT. And RBT, if you don't know, that's a registered behavior technician. Recruiting for an RBT is almost an episode by itself. But for now, I just want you to um, use Indeed or ZipRecruiter. Just put on there what you're looking for. And I promise you, you'll probably be able to find what you're looking for um, through that. In, in the beginning, honestly, I'll say it's easy. You're just looking for one or two. Now, over time, it becomes difficult uh, because, trust me, there are a lot of ABA companies out here. And everybody's looking for the same thing. RBTs, you know, because your BCBAs can carry a caseload of, I'll, I'll say up to 10. Some people might say, oh, that's too much because I've seen even more. But trying to find RBTs, because these are one-on-one -on -one services, that gets a little bit difficult and you have to be a little bit creative, but we'll talk about that at another time. But I just want to 
wrap it up with these are just the first steps in starting your seven-figure ABA business. Please join us again as we continue this talk.